Yeah. Yes. All righty. Welcome. Hey, that's cool. <laughs> Let's get it all at once. One, two, three. Hey, hey man. <laughs> that's awesome. got the extended A's bit. That's awesome. Hey, welcome to the live little Dum Dum Club, everyone. Thanks for coming down. My name is Tommy Dasselow. Sitting next to me is my co-host, Carl Chandler. Get a dickhead. <laughs> yeah. People who've not listened to the show before who are here live must just be thinking, what is going on? This is, uh, this is the little Dum Dum Club. Uh, this is our first live taping. Uh, we kind of, if we had a lot of money, the dream was to sort of do the setup like the little Dum Dum Club clubhouse. Like we kind of really wanted to have just a bit of shitty timber in the background, a little board with the club rules on it, a little window so that we can throw water balloons at girls out the window. <laughs> But uh, we didn't have the money, so uh, we just got these We couldn't things. hook up fucking iTunes, so why, <laughs> yeah. why would we have done that? <laughs> yeah, so we got the, the radio station that we're on, uh, the digital radio station, Barry, have kindly given us these banners uh, that are behind us. But we just realised when we got in here that uh, if you know much about the Comedy Festival, you know that the award for the best show is called the Barry Award. So it just looks like this really arrogant you know, <laughs> declaration that not only are we going to win it, we're going to win yeah. it about 86 times, apparently. Yeah. We, we were going to throw an Oscar show, but yeah, this is, this is all <laughs> yeah. we can get. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is exciting. This is, this is very exciting. It's, it's cool because usually we're in some ratty little studio uh, uh, with the headphones. We don't even usually have headphones, and now we've actually got people that have heard the show, which is awesome. Uh, the cool thing is what I was going to say, first of all, I think that they're here. Uh, I talked to... Fan of the show, friend of the show, shall we say? Uh, friend of the show. Sorry, what's your name again? Lisa. Lisa. I met Lee. I met Lisa last night. Oh yes. And uh, oh hey, you've got a banner to hold up. Oh yes. And I have not set this up. Oh what? Team, team Chandler. Chandler. Get yeah. Fucked. That's bullshit. Where's Team Allsop in the Danny, house? Team Dasselow. Team no? Allsop. No. Team Allsop. Oh, yeah. this is the loneliest 21st ever. This sucks. It's not much of a victory, but 1-0 is a victory. <laughs> but that's still a victory. Well, you're a fan of soccer, and that's a classic sort of soccer score. That's great. So we well, are... well, this is what happened last night, because I met Lisa last night, and she had all the catchphrases, and she was like, I'm going to bring a Team Chandler banner and everything. And then we had photos and everything, and I felt like some at least an F-grade celebrity there for one second. <laughs> and then I went home and I told my girlfriend all about it. And she was, uh, I was like, oh, yeah, just uh, got accosted for a photo, you know, that sort of stuff, you know. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm like, females just wanted photos with me. And she's like, oh, right, right, okay. Is that what's going on, is it? I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, well this, is, this is the thing. She's like, she's like uh, uh, I try and make her jealous and stuff by doing that. One time I got a, a, an article in the paper where uh, I was in MX once and I had my T-shirt taken off. And it was just... It was retarded. I know it was retarded. But there was actual complaints that went in the paper after it. It was like, who's this pigeon-chested dickhead? But then there was another... There was someone complaining about the complaint, saying, nah, he's all right. Don't worry about him. I like him. From, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Vicky of Fitzroy or something. Yeah. So then... Now, whenever I try and big myself up or anything to my girlfriend, she's like, go and fucking tell Vicky of Fitzroy, mate. <laughs> That's awesome. It wouldn't be an episode of A Little Dum Dum Club if we didn't go three minutes without talking about our girlfriends. And <laughs> for fans of the show, we are happy, me and Carl are happy to announce that our beautiful girlfriends are not, not here. here. Not here. <laughs> They're at home. What's, what's your girlfriend doing? Nothing. She just doesn't <laughs> want to come in. Oh, okay. 
Mine's, mine's hungover, so that's at least part of an excuse. Oh, no, this is what she said. This is what she said last night after I told her about the photo. She's like, I said, yeah, I, had, I posed for photos with girls last night. And she goes, show me the photos. I'm like, I don't know if you understand how camera technology works. <laughs> but if they take the photos, they keep the photos. They don't transfer into my fucking camera. They don't tag me in their camera. In real life, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. So we've got, uh, we've got some great guests lined up for the show today. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and we actually, when we decided that we were going to do this, we put up on Twitter saying who do people think that we should have as guests. And an overwhelming number of people demanded that we have a man by the name of Sunshine Johnson come on the show. <laughs> who, if you've ever listened to the show before, if you haven't listened to the show, Sunshine Johnson is a, a, an old crazy man from Carl's hometown where he grew up, where we talk, who we talk about on the show a lot. And I just love that... People who listen to the show know that we have access to some very big-name comedians, <laughs> and when we put the call out, people just want some nutcase yeah. from off the side of the road who might potentially kill everyone. That's people's first choice. Yeah, sorry, Will, but you didn't get a, a request. But sun, <laughs> Sunshine did, yeah. Sunshine so. Johnson, yeah. Um, I do have a new story about Sunshine Johnson today that I haven't told. I, just, I thought I'd better have a think of one. But here's, here's a story of what he did once. Uh, I'm not sure how popular this is going to be, but it's... A <laughs> We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, this is what he did once. He rocked up to a funeral in Maribara, and when he got there, he just started doing burnouts outside the funeral. <laughs> and then he went up to the, the coffin. It was an open casket. And he went up there with a hamburger. He was just looking in, eating a hamburger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this seems to be in fucking order. <laughs> Sunshine Johnson. <laughs> I'm surprised that you could get let into a funeral with a hamburger. Yeah. Like, there'd be no one at the it door must going... must be like the cinema. <laughs> like, you just sneak them up your jumper and whatever. <laughs> Instead of having to pay the fancy costs of the, of the funeral hamburgers. <laughs> the, number of times I've been, the number of times I've been sitting through a funeral thinking, geez, I'm stinging for a twister right now. Yeah. Should have planned ahead. <laughs> and we're talking about food again. Yep. Hey, just like go. the little dum-dum club way. Uh, should, we, should we get into it? Should we bring our first guest on? I think we should. I think yeah. we've dickheaded on long enough. Yeah. Uh, folks, uh, our first guest, uh, you may know her from the Ronnie John's Half Hour. You may have seen her on Spicks and Specs, Good News Week. She's doing a show in the comedy festival called Honestly. Please make her welcome, Felicity Ward. Yay! 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 All right. Yay! Hello. How are you going? Good. How are you, Felicity? Yeah, pretty good. I actually, before the show we were talking about, Tommy said... Do you have any anecdotes? And I just drew a blank. But now that you talk about crazy people... Um, <laughs> well, you're I, from a small town, so you should have crazy people stories. Well, we've got... They're mostly my family, though, more than anything. But um, there was there actually was one guy that lived in our area, and he was... I use the word crazy, but he was actually mentally ill. But he'd come in and we'd be a, a little <laughs> That's bit... That's hilarious. <laughs> Get ready for this story where I make fun of people that can't defend themselves. Right? Um, but this guy came in and, uh, and he was like one of four kids in the area... He was like 25 when he came in, but we were always a bit of afraid of him and he was an artist, but he, he came in once and he goes, I'll have a flat white, please. We're like, okay. I'm like 17, you know, I haven't gone through puberty yet. And, uh, like mate, me was, right now. <laughs> <laughs> I look just like you, actually. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I had the same size tits back then. Too, oh, anyway. right. Oh. Hey, all right. That, oh, that's a comment. Is that saying, is it, is it you don't have tits or he does? No, I didn't have tits. Right. But okay. that hurts both of us. That's like, you're, <laughs> yes. getting, you're getting pushed out of the plane and you like pull me with you. <laughs> I'm not going down by myself. Um, so anyway, oh. we brought this flat white out to the guy. I think his name was Scott. And he just sat there and he looked at me. Then he picked the coffee up and flipped it over and poured it all over the table. 
and then just walked away. <laughs> That's amazing. I never paid for it, but there was this other guy. I wait, wait, did you say it was in the paper? No, no, he didn't pay for it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> it's a pretty small town. That is, yeah. <laughs> he didn't pay any for the coffee. Local dickhead knocks over coffee. That yeah, would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> the old Kilcare store out of $2.50. <laughs> Um, but I lived in Sydney for uh, six to seven years and I used to catch the bus to work and there was this guy that would get on every couple of months and he was like certifiable, like stinky and crazy hair and angry and everyone knew when we got – you know when a crazy person gets on the bus and you're like, oh, don't talk to me, please don't talk to me. And so this guy gets on and everyone sort of has an idea of who he is and he gets on and he looks at the bus driver and goes, I don't have any fucking money. <laughs> and bus driver's like, well, <laughs> I'm not fighting you. So he gets on and everyone's like trying not to make eye contact. And, of course, I've got a spare seat next to me. I'm like, don't sit next to me. Don't sit next to me. And he sits next to me and he's looking at me and he goes, see that guy over there? And there was a Chinese man at the beginning of the, at the front of the bus. We all know where this is going. <laughs> and he goes, that's Dr. Wong. He's my doctor and he's a pedophile. <laughs> Like, oh, really? Mm, that's, um, oh, I hope that your health is good. And uh, He's not a very good pedophile if that guy was an old bloke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's just a watcher. Anyway, let's move on from that bit. Anyway, he was going on and on and like yelling at people and going, you know, he said to me, you know what I did last night? I'm like, what? He goes, I went out and I killed pigs. There's pigs everywhere. Cops, fucking pigs, fucking dead pigs. I'm like, oh my God. And then... He was just getting in my face and he was too much and he goes, do you know who I am? And I said, no. And he goes, I'm the king of fucking Jordan. And I said, <laughs> "And I said, well, if you're the king of Jordan, what are you catching the fucking bus for? <laughs> and everyone on the bus just went, yes. <laughs> so you proved he wasn't the king of Jordan. That's right. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the bigger man here, as I said. <laughs> Why, why, to knock, why to take any pride out of a, a crazy man, his last bastion of sanity, where he thought, at least I'm the king of something, and you're like, no, you're not, dickhead. No, you're not. Now pay your fa- fare yeah, and fuck right. off. Maybe you could have helped him out, and then you could, could have done a movie like The Last King of Jordan. Like, you could have been that guy. <laughs> I could have. <laughs> we'll, right. uh, we'll edit that bit out. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a crazy There'll guy. There'll be nothing of Dasso on this show by the oh. time he goes there. <laughs> I see hey, the, Matt. I see. I see what's happened here. I've become that character, haven't I? I'm the I'm the Urkel of the little Dum Dum Club. You should have got closer to the guest because I'm in. I'm just going to keep smashing you. I'm Urkel's hot cousin. That's I'm like, hey, no, he had. Oh, arrogant. I'm not. No, I don't. Think- <laughs> can, can we also remind the crowd that Urkel's cousin was a man? <laughs> I'm not doing myself too many favors. What was his name? Jamal. Uh, I don't. Was I don't it Jamal? Oh, the guy who played Urkel or... No. Stefan. <laughs> Jamal was his real name, wasn't it? <laughs> Jaleel. <laughs> I got... So basically, hey, do you... Do you, do you know that off That's, the top of your head or have you been on Wikipedia? He knows that off the top of his head. <laughs> He's like, you know in Sale of the Century when they used to have the adjudicator upstairs? We've got one guy specifically for Family Matters stuff over there. <laughs> That's Josh Earl, f- uh, friend of the friend show. Of the show. Yeah. Friend of the program. Oh, what a free... What a cheap round of applause. 
do want to tell this. We have just to deviate quickly. We have a. If you've listened, you'll know that we. Anytime we refer to someone who is a friend of ours on the show, we'll call them a friend of the show. And a, a, a previous guest, Harley Breen, cornered me and Carl individually when we were out one night and went, "Heard you mention me on the show the other day, and you didn't say friend of the show before you said my name. What the fuck's that all about?" <laughs> So, I hope you're happy, Harley. Yeah. <laughs> friend of the show. This yeah. has panned out well. Yeah, Harley Breen, friend of the show. Let's get that clear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so, you're saying you look like Urkel's hot cousin. No. What a, oh, look, this has gone all pear-shaped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sound like a dickhead anyway, I say <laughs> this. Sounded like, this seemed like a genius move at the time. <laughs> I know. I, I thought, yeah, anyway. That <laughs> wasn't going to go anywhere. I started rolling dice in the air. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I played a board game in years and you're terrible at them. <laughs> well, this, this is a... <laughs> This is an interesting lead-in because when you walked into this room earlier, you said you announced to us, you said, don't answer this honestly, but if I told you that I used to be a man, would you buy it? <laughs> yeah, well, I was... Con- oh, I'm glad we brought this up. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about... Because when I came in, I don't know, I was speaking in quite a deep voice and I have quite a deep voice and my, I thought about if I went out with a guy and, uh, but I, like, taped my chest down or something... And uh, I wondered how long I could get away with it on dates that he that he might think that I used to be a man. <laughs> I don't have a lot of friends, but the ones that I do. Well, that's because you going to put this into play at the Peter Cook bar tonight, or <laughs> yeah, just go. Hi, I used to be a man. Great, I'm fucking out of here. <laughs> well, that's that's because I have the inverse problem. People on the phone think I and on radio think I'm a lady, and I in in Adelaide <laughs> in. No, no one laughed in to start with because it was like a collective no shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I met this guy in Adelaide who's a comic from Darwin who, uh, who was like, oh, your name sounds familiar. I'm like, oh, I think we're friends on Facebook. Like, I think you added me on Facebook like ages ago. And he goes, oh, I thought you were a girl. I'm like, how many Tommies, female Tommies do you know? Like, he hasn't even heard my voice. He just seen my name and went, that's a lady. He goes, yeah, yeah, it was like four in the morning and I was a bit drunk and lonely and I was just looking through friends of friends and saw you and thought, yep, yeah, she looks cute. Yeah. Oh, wow. Because you read drunk. You can read drunk too, can you? When you see Tommy, you go, that's a woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Tanya. He, he slurred his eyesight. <laughs> yeah. So how's your comedy festival been? You've had a good time? Yeah, a heaps good time. Yeah. Heaps good. Yeah. Oh, country. I'm having a heaps good time, mate. Yeah, no, it's awesome. No, it's, it's really good. I, I came back from, um, I did Adelaide Fringe Festival for like four and a half weeks or something and the crazy stuff that happened there. I had all of my power cut ten minutes into the show and I did my show in the dark. <laughs> Why did the power get cut? Was it a malfunction? Not someone going, fuck this, snip. Yeah, like, I hate this comedy. Bah. <laughs> no, because we're on like a, a big site and one of the generators blew. And, uh, and there was all of these other acts that had like um, musical accompaniment and stuff like that. And they couldn't do it. I'm like, I'm pretty desperate and I've got a captured audience here. How about we do the show in the dark? Hey. Yeah, that could be an experience. I don't just want to not refund your money. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I had a 13-year-old in the audience last night. That was interesting because I have some colourful language and a fisting reference. Hey. And they decided to sit in the front row with Dad. And he's like, that's all right. We saw the show last year. I'm like, yeah, this one's a little bit more colourful. <laughs> and then halfway through the show, I could just see these bald heads sweating a bit. I'm like, yeah, you're <laughs> fucking regretting it now, aren't you? <laughs> I, I used to do this as a little bit of stand-up, but there was a gig I did once. And I, think, I think I've told you about this. When I, I do a joke about a midget and... <laughs> <laughs> There's no fucking midgets here. <laughs> Just relax. But yeah, so I do a joke about a midget, and I did this gig once, and I walked out into the foyer before the show, and I could see a midget was waiting to come in. 
And I was like, oh, I'm not going to do that joke anymore. And my mates were egging me on going, no, no, do the joke, do the joke, it'll be fine. I'm like, you cannot do a joke about midgets when there's a midget there. If you can't do the joke in front of them, though. No, but it's, they're, they're probably fine with it, but it's everyone else that's feeling their pain. Yeah, but that's your responsibility as a comedian. Well, I did do it. I did do it. There so we go. Go what happened was... Chill out, Mark Maron. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't... Ch- <laughs> This is a story that's already happened. You can't influence it from the middle. Yes, I can. Yeah. I'm Stefan. You can't change time. You can't get that chair up to 88 miles an hour. Chandler, your own adventure. (laughs) So anyway, uh, I got to half time and I thought, I had a look around and I couldn't see him. So I thought he may have left because I couldn't see him like I was going to. Like, (laughs) you you know what I mean? So... I the switchboard's out. just lit up, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> they can't reach the phone. Anyway, so. This is being recorded. <laughs> Thanks to our sponsor, Barry Radio. <laughs> Six foot minimum. So. <laughs> Sorry, guys. They got to half time and I couldn't see him, so I went, okay. And it was a really good audience, and uh, I thought. If they really like me, you know, you can get away with stuff if, if the audience like you. So I went out there and I had a good gig and I was going really well and I'm like, I'm just going to slip this one under the radar. So I put out my midget joke and the whole crowd went from, whoa, <laughs> and just completely went dead. And I just stood there and went, I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> and then I looked and it was like this seating plan like that. And so I literally looked like this, yep. There you go, front row. <laughs> and I was like, there you go, what, what did you think of that joke? And he goes, I fucking loved it. And I'm like, well, <laughs> get on board, guys. Wow. Yep. I can, I can top that for um, awkwardness. Yep. This is going to, if you didn't like me before, you're going to hate me now. <laughs> um, Turn did, the lights off. <laughs> I did uh, the first show that I ever did. Um, at the end of the show, I had this bit where I had two tanks, two toy tanks, and I got someone out of the audience and I asked them uh, trivia questions. And if they got it right, they got to shoot me with their tank. And what would happen is I'd get an electric shock in my handset. But if they got it wrong, I'd electric shock them. It's great fun. And, um, <laughs> and it, there hasn't been any side effects at all. It's absolutely fun. But I did it. I did the show like ninety times, and I took it over to Edinburgh, and um, and I explained beforehand what happens in this part of the show, and I make a b- bit of a hilarious joke. You know, if you're pregnant, if you've got a metal plate, if you've got a weak bladder or a weak bowel, you can't participate. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> Why am I telling you this? And um, and this guy got up, and he was a bit drunk, and I didn't, I didn't like. I wasn't fully sure that he was the right person to get up, but he was the only person and we've been waiting a while for a volunteer. I'm like, it'll be fine. And what I found out, oh, you're really going to hate me in a second. What I found out was <laughs> we were playing it and I shot him and, um, and he was like, ha ha, oh, ow, ha 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 ha. And then I got a complaint letter the next day in like my little pigeonhole that said, we really enjoyed your show up until the trivia bit where the gentleman that you got up um, in, on the third time or the second time that you shot him, he actually wet himself a little bit. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> would, to be honest, that would be a sweet quote on your poster, though. I wet myself. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my comedy festival shows at 8.15. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Felicity Ward. Yay. All right. Hey, Flick, do you want to just uh, shuffle down one seat and yeah. make room for our next guest? Uh, we've got two more guests for you. Uh, this next guy, you know him off the telly. He's one of the biggest names at the Comedy Festival. We're very excited to have him in the Dum Club. Please welcome Will Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Can I can I also tell a crazy person from the country story? Please, Please yeah. just just do that. Because <laughs> I grew up in the country as well, and um, uh, my hometown, um, well, the big town near us was two thousand people, but where I'm from was about one hundred and fifty people, and they didn't have like any shops or anything. They just had a tennis court and a, like a town hall, which would be used for like weddings and stuff like that. And if there was a wedding, everybody would get invited to the wedding, like dogs and nanas and kids. It didn't matter; everyone got to go. People sneaking in cheese. Burgers and <laughs> <laughs> it was the whole thing, right? So the best thing I ever saw was a drunk guy making a best man speech at a wedding, and I would have been about nine years old. But to this day, I reckon it's the best bit of comedy I've ever seen in my life <laughs> because he got up and you knew he was blind already, and he misjudged the nature of the crowd. <laughs> and he's got up there, and this was his opening line of his best man speech. He's like. Uh, <clears throat> I'm really glad that uh, Carl and Felicity got together because uh, before Carl met Felicity, boy, he fucked a lot of pigs. (laughs) (laughs) And you just saw Nana's having heart attacks. (laughs) And I was like, mate, that is some brave comedy. (laughs) Got five stars on the local paper, though. (laughs) Great review. Great review. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah. And would you say that's the moment you decided you wanted to be a comedian? <laughs> it was right up there, although I, I had a, a moment this week where I decided that I'm, I'm not even the best comedian in my family. Right. Uh, like, there's that famous uh, cricket story, if you like cricket. Of, oh. um, uh, the, uh, there was this guy playing for England, and um, he, he, Mark Waugh was sledging him. And Mark was really getting into the guy and telling him that he's not good enough to play for England. And this guy just turned around and went, at least I'm the best cricketer in my family. (laughs) (laughs) And I had one of those the other day with my nephew, who is four years old, right? His name's Riley, and he's like my sister's kid. And he's like one of those precocious little kids, like, because his parents spoil him, right? You go to their house, and look, if he wasn't their kid you would arrest them for being serial killers because their house, their walls look like one of those scenes in a serial killer movie where they, the serial killer has a picture of that person doing everything they've ever done. <laughs> That's actually what their house is like. I went to his two-year-old party and it was full of two-year-old kids and I didn't know which one was him. That's not racist. They're kids. Like, <laughs> and I was actually going around holding babies up to the wall to know which one was the one that I was meant to give a shit about, right? But now... Now he's really interesting and he's like four and he can talk and his parents have told him that I I tell jokes for a living. So he wanted me to teach him a joke so he could tell me some jokes, right? So they'd recently been to the zoo so he wanted an animal joke. So I just went with the classic, a horse walks into the bar and the bartender says, why the long face? That seemed like an easy joke for a four-year-old to understand, right? So he's he's learnt it and he's learnt it and he said, don't you have anything about giraffes or elephants? I'm like, no, it's a horse joke, just go with it. Start small, start small, work your way up. Exactly, let's not get ambitious, we'll put together your hour after you get one. Anyway, so he's taken me out into the backyard with his sister, who's two, right? He's made us sit down in the backyard. He's gone and got a tennis racket, turned it upside down and talked into the handle of the tennis racket as if it is a microphone. Now, he's opened with this. He's gone, um, a giraffe... Uh, no, a bartender 
walks into the zoo. And I'm like, <laughs> fucking don't Ross Noble freestyle. You know? <laughs> a horse walks into a fucking bar. That is how the joke works. Did you say fucking? Listen, you little fucking bastard. A horse walked into a fucking bar. I said, mate, you got to be edgy. That you <laughs> you, you open safe. Open with, well, my Uncle Will, he's fucked a lot of pigs in his time. But... <laughs> well, it is animal related. We could, actually, we could put together an owl. Right? But here's, so he's going, yeah, a, uh, he said a giraffe uh, no, a bartender walks into the zoo, goes up to the giraffe, and I'm like, okay, there wasn't even a fucking giraffe <laughs> in the original joke. I'm like, he's losing them. We're never going to... Classic, classic whimsy comedy, destroying yeah. the giraffes for I'm the like, sake of it. we're never going to get another generation on talking about your generation. <laughs> I was hoping it was going to be Josh, then Riley, you know. But no, here it is, and this is what he said, and I swear I've not given him any advice with this. This is just what came out of his mouth. He said, a... Bartender walks into the zoo, goes up to the giraffe and says, how's your long neck? (laughs) That is a better joke than the joke I had told him. He is a comedy fucking genius. Four years old. He looks slightly older than (laughs) Dasselite. He's opening yeah, for he's, you now at the Athenaeum, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he comes yeah. out, does a tight. Uh, you've just, you've just won't be long until he's changed his last name too. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've. <laughs> I think we've just ticked every box for a dum dum club anecdote. We had food. We had crazy old people. We had. Hey, we haven't had, me, I haven't had a name drop yet. Oh. What? Oh. Haven't had a name drop. We haven't had a name drop. I love. I look. I'm. I'm a bit of a fan of the show, and I bloody pissed myself when you first said Clang because <laughs> someone mentioned someone from their school that they went. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, yes. Sitting at home, I'm like, ah, okay, this is a bit tragic. <laughs> when you said Wong, it reminded me of someone from my school because my favourite person I went to school with was a guy called Wayne Wong, <laughs> right? Who, who's now involved with ballet. I, he reconnected on Facebook with me, but I, I haven't seen him since year nine at school. He was an exchange student to our school um, and he, he was uh, in from Hong Kong and because um, we were from a country school and we'd never met an Asian kid before, we just assumed that he could not speak English, right? Now, that was just us being racist, but we weren't intentionally being racist. We just didn't have any experience of that situation. And he was wearing a uniform that was way too big for him. Like, he looked like a kid going to a grandfather's funeral or something like that. With a hamburger. Yeah. <laughs> so, they're basically, uh, three days in, no one's spoken to him. And he's, like, really nerdy and little and defenceless. And we've gone into a class and a teacher's done that horrible thing that teachers teachers do where they go, hey, Wayne, come up to the front of the class and tell everybody a little bit about you. And even though we were year nine kids who can be a little bit cruel, we knew that this was an awful situation for a kid (laughs) who could not speak English to get into, right? So he's gone up there and his little bead of sweat's going off his brow and we're all sitting there going, don't make him do this, don't make him do this. And then he did the coolest thing anyone I ever saw do at high school. He just paused and he went, my name is Wayne Wong, and I come from Hong Kong. I need to stick around. You can hear my song. And he rapped his life story for about three minutes. Awesome. And to this day, my favourite person I went to school with. Wayne Wong. Amazing. Yeah. Do you have many people hit you up now because of uh, like what you're doing now, and you've got people from high school going, oh, I remember when we were mates, and you weren't mates at all? Uh, uh, no, no, because I, I kind of was one of those guys who was mates with everyone. Like, oh, right. I was like, I, I, I'm really indiscriminate about like who I'm friends with, which is why I'm here. You're here, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, mate, I'm a big deal. I don't need to be here. And, <laughs> 
Hey, mate, we do a show that's got 40 listeners. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, no I, I've always been one of those people that um, I just like being friends with people. Like, I'm very awkward socially. Um, I, uh, I don't like going to parties and stuff like that. So anytime someone is friendly to me, I, I like to be friends with them. I've always like, just been one of those kids. So no, no, I, I'm wrapped. <laughs> I'm wrapped when anyone hits me up on Facebook and goes, like, you know, oh. Someone hit me up the other day and I haven't talked to them since year nine and they're like, they, they must have read something that, you know, I do some form of comedy and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, do you want to come back to Maribyrnong and do, like, a little comedy skit at the footy club? <laughs> like, Maribyrnong's full of people like Sunshine Johnson. <laughs> I'm not going to go and stand on a stage where I've got a spotlight in my eye where I can't see when people are throwing things at me. <laughs> I'm going to get stabbed. The only time I had a bad one is I talked on a Rove show about a teacher um, that I uh, had had at high school, and I can't mention her name because it got into legal issues after Ooh. the Rove story. But let's just call her Mrs. Brown, right? And um, Clang. Mrs. <laughs> <laughs> That's for me. Mrs. Brown, um, uh, when I was at high school, I, uh, she was the first person I told that I wanted to be an entertainer for a living. And I said to her, I said, Mrs. Brown, um, uh, I, I want to be a comedian. And she goes, well, you're not funny and you're never going to be funny. <laughs> so I went on Rove's show and told her that when we were doing Glass House, we were trying to come up with names for the show and I wanted to call it Stick It Up Your Ass, Mrs. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Just so that every week she would have to open the paper and see that she was wrong, right? I thought that was a funny little story. Uh, but it turns out when you say a story like that on Rove, uh, she didn't get a lot of respect from the children in her class. <laughs> <laughs> so she tried to sue me. And she really did. Like, from, with this like, tiny little country lawyer who wrote me this thing of like, we're going to sue you. And I was like, ah. All these typewriting mistakes on there. Oh, we're going to get this letter out there. I was like, because it was that thing of like, she thought it was going to be really scary. But then she clearly was not across the fact that lots of people like to sue me all the time. Uh, <laughs> So my lawyer's names take more time than her entire fucking letter took. That's and a pretty. Went, okay, that's right. a pretty cool thing to be able to say to someone. You are the worst person that's ever tried to sue me. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's really funny because of all the mean things I've said about people over the years, she was the most offended, and it was just a true story about what had happened. That seemed a bit too perfect as well. Stick it up your ass, Mrs. Brown. It's like it's. <laughs> It's meant to be. Yeah. You know what the funny thing is? Well, because that's not her name, so it's not perfect. Oh, but, damn! But, but, but her husband came to a show I was doing in sale to, um, uh, to watch it, um, and, uh, and everyone was kind of nervous about him the whole night, but he just sat, I, th- I think he was just kind of checking out whether I was going to say anything else bad. Um, I, I was born in a place called Sale. Um, in case you read the Herald Sun today, uh, which had an article about me, uh, that among the brilliant things that it wrote there it said i was born in hayfield on the 26th of january in 1987 (laughs) (laughs) uh, which would make me 24 and this is my 15th year at the festival so uh, well it runs in the family riley starts at four you started at 10 i I just love that none of those facts are true (laughs) that is not the date i was born that is not the year i was born and that is not the place i was born so they managed in like a sentence that took like nine words to get three facts wrong. <laughs> what was it? Was it a story just about the facts of your life that they, or was there another story to go with it? Like it was a big article, and then you had one of those sidebars where they do like you know, oh, right. you know 
facts you might not know, he was raised on a dairy farm. He once had a feud with Shannon Knoll. <laughs> He's a unicyclist. Yeah, that's, that's honestly what it was like. He often gets mistaken for Adam Hills, but he doesn't mind. Yeah. His 21st birthday is tonight. <laughs> I, I don't mind, by the way, getting mistaken for Adam Hills because it just allows me to do more shit. Like bad shit. Like, <laughs> like he's turned. Adam yes, used yes, to be right. really nice and he's turned. And he's grown like, a foot. I, I feel bad. Like, <laughs> well, normally, normally, like, I would never go to a strip club or anything because I'm, like, I'm on the telly and I didn't want people to go, oh, he was at a strip club and then at some Josh Thomas Ruby Rose sort of thing. But now I go all the time. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> watch Sticks and Specs. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just I, hop out of here as quickly as possible. <laughs> I'd like to be in your Gordon Street tonight. <laughs> Can I tell you, this is the best one though. I understand that some people think Adam and I look alike because people are racist. But I, <laughs> all white guys who host shows on the ABC look the same to me. <laughs> uh, it's Peter Burner. Uh, <laughs> but, how's this? I got an email the other day. Now, my email address, and it's fine for me to say this because it's just a public email address, is Will at willanderson.com.au and someone wrote me a letter about a guest I should have on my TV show Adam Hills in Gordon Street <laughs> you would have thought it's somewhere putting that email together you might have gone maybe he just thinks it's, like it's my alter ego yeah like, yeah, yeah. yeah, he thinks you're uh, pulling a Dasilo using yeah. a different name <laughs> Yeah, you're the new Dame Edna. Sort of thing. Yeah. I like that, the, that you've got your name twice in the email address. Like the first bit where he went, Will, no, still could be Adam. At Will Anderson. I'm not convinced. I think this will get through to him. Yeah, but I don't feel bad about it because I could never tell which one was Bill Pullman and which one was the other Bill who was in yeah. the movie. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I can't even think of his other name. Was it yeah. Bill Pullman and Bill... Paxton. Paxton. Oh, right. yeah, and Paxton. I was going to yeah. say Paltrow. I'm like, that's not it. <laughs> that would have been awesome if he'd been emailing you saying you should have a guest on your show, Adam Hills and Gordon Street tonight. I don't know his name, but that guy who hosts the Gruen transfer, he'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been, am- that would have been like the most amazing email ever. Um, when I was in, uh, yeah, insulting and complimentary. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was doing a show in uh, London. I was doing two weeks in a theatre in London, and I, uh, Hilsey has a uh, house in London, and he was away, so he said, why don't you stay in my place? in London, you know, while you're doing these shows, right? So the last day I was there, I'd booked, like, a car to take me back to the airport, and the car has arrived early, and I'm having, like, a shower just before, you know, I go. It's 8 o'clock in the morning. I hear the car pulling off down the street, and this is my ride to the airport to get back to Australia for Christmas. So I have run from the house, grabbed a towel, and just, like, placed it over my genitals (laughs) and run down the street, like, yelling at... (laughs) And when I walked back in, all his neighbours were kind of staring. And they were just like, wow, he's a nudist and he's grown back his leg. I must email him about this. Um, you were telling me a little while ago about uh, shows that you did in the UK, because we're obsessed with, um, we get a lot of weird uh, kind of sometimes positive, mostly positive, occasionally negative feedback on this show. And you were telling me about uh, a negative review that you got in Edinburgh, which I, find, which I found fascinating. Uh, yeah, which one? We, uh, I've got which so one? many. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'll tell you the worst review I ever got before we get on to this one. Was, um, it was for a TV show I used to do called The Glass House. And the uh, reviewer said, this show is about as funny as the death of a much-loved family pet. <laughs> 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 I know, right? So I drowned his goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it was the one where you 
you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, cuz they're fish cuz they're in there anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, calm down I wanted now. to do a joke about killing his pet, but I wanted to do a joke that actually you knew that I didn't kill his pet, so yeah. drowning a goldfish was as close as I could get. <laughs> um the, the what I was talking about was uh your I think it was your Edinburgh show where you had to start the show outside. Uh, I get, yeah, I got a review on uh, Chortle, which is the big comedy website and they're like yeah, really good reviewers of comedy and they really know good comedy. Um and they came and saw me on... Uh, they hate me, by the way, so that's... <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I mean. Sorry, they know good comedy. I was like oh. drowning a goldfish in a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I only don't feel bad about that because I'm about to tell you a horrible review I got on the same That's website, fine. You can so. come on this show every week. That's um, cool. <laughs> mate, I've got better things than that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How can I even take offence to that? No, <laughs> um, I... Um, uh, I, I I, it was the best show I did of the entire run. Uh, the show before me had run uh, way over, and I wanted my crowd had been gathered around in the courtyard before the show. So I went out and I thought, fuck it, I will just start the show in the courtyard. So I gathered them all around. I did this whole thing where I did the first 20 minutes outside, then I led them all in, sat them in their seats, then came out again. They absolutely adored it. And... It was like honestly the best show I had of the entire run. So you don't feel so bad getting a bad review from the best show you've done because you just think, well, they were never going to like the show if they didn't like it that night. But the line from the review that stuck with me, which I thought was actually genuine genius, they said, Will Anderson, by doing that, proved that he was neither a comedian nor a street performer. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh mate, I had to fucking laugh at that. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Cancel the fire twirling classes, mate. Yeah. <laughs> what, what? All right, we're going to keep this moving along. Ladies and gentlemen, please get up for Will Anderson. Yeah. Right. Uh, ten past. Um, all right, so uh, you guys are going to have to share mics now because, uh, yeah, we don't want to go into it. Uh, it's Sunday. Yeah. Okay, we've got one more guest for you uh, this afternoon. This guy is an international guest of the festival. He's been absolutely killing it around town. It's very exciting to have him down here. Please make him very welcome. Hannibal Burris, everybody. Yay! Yay! All right. Hey. Welcome, Hannibal. Thank you, thank you. Thanks for being on the show. Uh, has the previous 45 minutes made any sense <laughs> whatsoever? It's made some sense. <laughs> I think they all hate you. <laughs> That's pretty much... That's the culture. That You've nailed it. You've nailed the culture. Um, have you, oh, have you got I'm a... taking all this as quotes for your post. Thank you. I'm gonna <laughs> Please do. This up. is going to be my show reel. <laughs> Have you got any? Uh, have you got any crazy people stories? No. Everybody <laughs> in my us, life everyone. is regular, and they just, you know, when they when they meet me, they act accordingly <laughs> and adjust their behaviors. <laughs> and I appreciate them for that. <laughs> and I make them better people. <laughs> That's how it should be. Uh, have you been finding? <laughs> what a curveball! <laughs> you should have seen just that moment of confusion, Tommy, where you went, "I don't know how to respond yeah. to that." This guy hasn't said "dickhead" once. What is he <laughs> yeah. talking about? I had a moment in my head where I went, "Where am I?" Like bl- I genuinely blanked out. Um, how, have you been finding being in Melbourne as a guest of the festival? I've been enjoying it a lot. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I've been talking to some people. I've been, it's a festival, so I've been spending as little time doing shows. I've just been doing 20 minute sets. 
And a lot of time just trying to get laid. <laughs> I spend more time doing that. Because the shows are eat is just 20 minutes. You do that. And then so many other hours trying to get laid by <laughs> a girl with an accent. <laughs> Last night, I was, I was talking to this girl that I had hooked up with already. And she was like, well, if, you, if it's your second to last night here in Australia, what do you want to do? I was like, I want to I wanna fuck you and go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> she said, well, be more creative. I was like, eat, then fuck you and go to bed. <laughs> and what, it's 3.10 in the morning. What are we talking about right now? <laughs> How's it going? Does it, is it, uh, as an international guest, is it, is it easier? Is it, is it easier than getting laid in New York? No. Why are we talking about this? Huh? So it's sure it's confronting. What? What? Just, well, just going. Well, when I finish a show, I like to go and fuck people. Yes. Yeah. Look, I'm a small, innocent girl. I find this confronting. You find it confronting? Yeah. Confronting to who? I'm just talking about my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's- is this the girl you talked to last night? <laughs> I'm the one he, he I'm the one he rejected. <laughs> Why are we talking about this? Oh, God. Uh, she did say be more creative, so I'm assuming she was a reviewer. <laughs> <laughs> did you make a pap- paper mache horse or something before you had sex? Be creative. No, nothing. No, good. <laughs> I deserve that. So, so back to the point. Yes. Look, let me pour your drink. Yeah, <laughs> up. I'm going to pour it. All right, thank you, man. <laughs> Good. Oh, yeah, okay, all right, I'll pour too. This will make great radio. Um, <laughs> but, uh, 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 yeah, is it easier to meet girls here than in New York? It's, it's, it's fairly just easy in comedy. You're just going to meet people, and uh, it just depends. I like, I like girls that speak differently from me, from me so here is fun. Like, uh, I would deal so with you have to keep talking while we pour beer. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm more likely to hook up with a, a fat girl with an accent than a fat girl from America. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, you exotic fat girl. <laughs> Get out of here with your American accent. I don't want to so, talk to you. So what you're saying is to fat girls, they should travel. They should travel? <laughs> yeah, and play it up. <laughs> Where have been you? So. What's your pickup hotspot from, from Melbourne? For Melbourne, I don't have it. It's just you go to the hi-fi and you hang out and, and drink and talk until somebody until you wear somebody down. <laughs> <laughs> just ask people to leave. You want to leave? All right. Well, all right. You don't want to leave? All right. I'm going to go to see who does. <laughs> numbers game at some point. I have nothing to lose. I'm going home. <laughs> you just have fun. It's been enjoyable, though. We d- can, d- we, d- if we could, we could stop confronting her, though. <laughs> she's probably fully confronted. <laughs> uh, she's she's going to piss herself in a minute. That's going to be too intense. Normally, the best bet if you're looking to make girls is stand near Arj Barker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And get the spill away. <laughs> he, he can't go through them all. I mean, he has a crack, but he can't. <laughs> 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 oh, we saw him. We went to get supplies today. We went to get lollies uh, for here today, and he was like, sort of fully disguised in an attempt to ward girls off. I'm like, I would love to have that problem. Well, Hannibal, you turned up. He was here. He came here with you when you rocked up to the gig. Yeah, yeah. And people were very excited because they thought I was going to be on the show. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's. I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> you got so us instead. Our biggest laugh has been the silence, so that's a good point. That's a good show there. This, this is good. It's organic moments. <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're gonna to leave with everyone here later on. That's awesome. That's a big, yeah. Well, it's your last night. It is. Everybody, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, uh, can Except you... for American fat girls. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you, you're, uh, you, you've written for 30 Rock and you've been on yeah. 30 Rock and that's a popular show. Yeah. Does that help? Does that give you a bit of pull? A little bit, but not too. It's just you got to, I don't know what, what, where it happens. With some, I'm like, how, how is this happening? And with other girls, I'm like, why is this not happening? <laughs> it's not, it's no, it's no formula. You just hope for the best, man, and live life. <laughs> so, with, so 30 Rock, the news is the other day that 30 Rock, the final season is this coming season. So what, what does that mean? Are you writing on the, the final season? Or? I don't know yet. I haven't heard from them. That's not, yeah, that's still not decided yet. Right. Yeah. So we've got an exclusive. What here. a nothing. Yeah. What a bombshell. Yeah, exclusive nothing. <laughs> this is uh, hot, hot stuff right here. Yeah. The well, other radio shows don't have that nothing. <laughs> the sweetest plum don't have that nothing. That's hack. Something that's, is hack. That's <laughs> nothing is the new something. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. We are through the looking well, glass. Right now, I'm going to delve into seven minutes of observational comedy about Melbourne, <laughs> <laughs> folks. <laughs> that would be really weird Yeah, what have what you noticed? Jeez, we talk funny, don't we? Jeez, we talk funny Well, you know, I've been walking around Melbourne There's a lot of crazy stuff Melbourne is really different from America In this way, in that way <laughs> That is so true Oh, that is good <laughs> I don't know uh, let, uh, let, me, let me talk about this I don't know if this will be a, a popular anecdote But I saw, I saw the most... Amazing piece of, I'm calling it street theatre the other day. Yeah. Uh, I saw a guy busking out on Swanston Street and he was playing a bass guitar and he had like a, uh, a little portable uh, uh, speaker with a backing track and like the Madonna headset. So he was playing songs on the bass and kind of singing along to them. And uh, when I walked past, he was playing Dance With Me by Dizzy Rascal. So he's doing the ba 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 bum ba ba bum 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 and really getting into it, right? And then I look over and there's a group of school kids, about five or six school kids watching this. And I think, oh, that's really nice. And then I realise that they're all school kids from a special school and they are all hating it like <laughs> hating it but in different ways like one of them was just pacing back and forth in front of him just shaking her head going no like one of them was in a wheelchair just freaking out but then the thing that made how it so how do you freak so... out in a wheelchair pardon how do you freak out in a wheelchair just really just really not enjoying what he was saying just really you fall out of it <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he was pretty close man <laughs> the wheels fall off <laughs> he just turned was... his back on him went no nah. <laughs> yeah, just doing doughies just doing doughies around the joint but then the thing that made it such an odd sight was that the teachers from the from this school clearly was standing there with the kids trying to get them into it like clapping going yeah come on kids yeah and then they're all just sitting there going no just hating it we're disabled but not that disabled yeah it was like <laughs> such a weird but he was the performer was loving it the bass, he he couldn't he's just happy to have an audience so he just yeah. da 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 and then I thought this is such a weird thing because this is clearly the teachers have taken these kids out as like a school excursion and they're just stalled at this busker that they're hating go do something else like why are they forcing them to watch this guy? Have you seen the guy that uh, doesn't have an instrument? He has a microphone and a speaker and he has headphones on and he just like <laughs> and he, screams. And he lies on the ground? And he, yeah, he rolls yeah, yeah, yeah. and he rocks and he loves it. And I was near Christmas last year and there's another guy and he was, um, a, he's a homeless guy who, and they must know each other. And he walked past and he was like singing Christmas carols and this guy walked past and he goes, you suck! And he's like, oh, And then went, 
uh, and stuck his finger up. I'm like, no, they must be friends. And then he kept on with the Christmas carols. It's beautiful. I would love to start a, uh, a busker band. Like I'd yeah. love to be the, the guy on the, the guy in the buckets on drums. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. Oh, you yep. could call it busker do. <laughs> That's a great reference for anyone who is not you all too young. Yeah. <laughs> Go home and Google Husker Do, who were like the band that influenced the Pixies that started fucking grunge, and then you'll be like, fucking awesome reference, Ando. <laughs> That's pretty good for a 24-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> so what, you'd have the, the guy on the drums, the guy on the, the buckets, the, the uh, sonic manipulator. This, oh, you'd have to have the sonic manipulator. Uh, you'd have the, I um, fucking hate the sonic manipulator. Oh, really? You see the sonic angry. manipulator? Oh, so one of my friends. I don't, I don't know what you all are talking about. Right. <laughs> he's this guy, you know, he, like the, the the naked cowboy in in New York. Okay, he's like the the famous busker of New York, right? Okay, man, we've the got manipulator. All, we've got the sonic manipulator who dresses all in silver, and he's like a two second joke. You pass him on the corner and go, and he goes, rang, rang, rang. you go, this is funny. Hang on, three second mark. This is shit. I'm going. <laughs> yeah. So he's a bit of a gimmicky act, uh, but he's a busker. Yeah, I, yeah, I have some horrible buskers here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw one guy who was acting like he's on a train. He's just holding on to a handle and just moving back and forth. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. not doing anything Hannibal, right he, was, he was homeless. He wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Yeah. No, no. He was... You know what? There is he a... is homeless. He's bad at what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> at life and busking. <laughs> uh, the... the um... I, I, there is a, a, actually a, a bit of a kind of a, a feud between genuinely homeless people who live on the street and buskers, uh, particularly in Canada. I was in uh, Vancouver in Canada, which has like a big homeless problem. And there's one street that has all these homeless people. And I honestly saw a homeless guy and this was his sign, which I thought was genius. And I gave him all the money that I had because I just thought the sign was so good. It said, homeless, but still too proud to busk. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. good. That's very good. I saw. I just saw in the paper the other day that the naked cowboy is trying to sue someone who's doing the naked cowboy somewhere else. Is that is that a real thing? Who's, where's the guy doing it? Uh, I don't know all the details, Tommy, but oh, okay. I did see that story. Is, it, is yes. it the naked cowgirl? Is there a female version in New York or something? No, I think because like he's li- he licenses it or something. Like he he I, licenses I, not having clothes on. <laughs> no, no, and wearing a cowboy hat. Oh right. Okay. That's his signature. That's his thing. That is a sweet manoeuvre. Yeah. So. And if you've ever seen The Naked Cowboy, all the act is contained in the name. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's only just being naked and being a cowboy. There's not much more to that act. He doesn't even have a horse. That's how naked he mm. is. Yeah. He, he stinks also. He's a bad person. He's not a bad person. But I think it's dumb. <laughs> and you know what? If comedy, if I, if I don't do well in comedy, I'll become the black naked cowboy. <laughs> And go wherever he goes. Because you know what? That business needs diversity. <laughs> um, uh, would it be really rude if I left? Oh, no. Yes, but do it anyway. I don't want to leave, but I actually have to go and do my show. Yeah, okay. Uh, so this yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, thank Will Anderson. Well, actually... Coincidentally, that brings us to pretty much the end of the hour anyway. We're pretty oh, much done. We're, all right, nice yeah, one. Yeah, so it's, that was a bit premature, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Just wanted his own round of applause. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Hannibal, you got uh, well. You'll, you'll be you'll have left the country by the time this this what we're recording goes to air. Yeah, I'll be I'll be home. I'll be home. So you can look up Hannibal on YouTube. Yep, Hannibal on YouTube and, and on. <laughs> you got a CD out? My name is Hannibal. Yeah, my name is Hannibal. It's available on iTunes, or you can pirate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sweet. <laughs> 
sweet plug. <laughs> I guess I, people can't. Uh, people listening to this can't see the disgust in my face. <laughs> and also, people people, people don't need you to plug pirating stuff. People yeah, don't need your permission to do it. it. <laughs> as long as they buy something else, sweet come to a show. Sweet plug for Napster there. Yeah, yep. is Napster still on in no, Australia? No, it's not. Oh, no. You never know, because y'all have shit like five years later. Oh. <laughs> ah, ah. This is the what, what were you good? Were you good in New York five years ago? <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, I think that brings us to uh, the end of the live Dum Dum Club recording. Thank you much. Uh, thanks so much, guys, for coming down. I uh, hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, we'll be back next. Well, we'll be doing a show on the podcast feed next week. We've got to thank uh, Mike Brown doing sound for us. Give him a round of applause. Stepping in at the eleventh hour to help us out. Give him a round of applause for Felicity Ward and Hannibal yeah. Burns, everybody. Yeah. I'm Tommy Dessler. That's Carl Chandler. We'll see you next week. See you, man. See you, Hey sister, I know you remember, you left me alone, now you won't.